Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. I'm Jeff Kinsbach. And I'm Patty Kinsbach. I knew this was going to happen. Look what you've done. (laughs) Last week, we talked about the seven reasons why we love our Class A motorhome. Right, and we've heard from many trailer and fifth wheel owners saying, hey, there's plenty of good reasons why we chose a towable. Right, but like we said last week, it's all about your preference. What works for you? You have to have the right RV. Right, and your budget is important as well. Mm -hmm. One of the emails we received was from Dave Johnson, who lives in New York. Now, to refresh your memory, Dave was our special guest on podcast number 33. That was called Underwear Changing Moments. You really should listen to it if you get a chance. He's had a ton of experience with towables. And right now he owns a fifth wheel. So we invited Dave to join us and tell us why the fifth wheel is his and his wife's favorite. Dave, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Equal time for fifth wheels. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yes. I was a little torqued at some of your comments, but that was fine. I can get over that real easy. (laughs) Well, you know, as long as they're torqued at 20 pounds each, that's all that matters, right? (laughs) That's true. You have been a uh, owner of a fifth wheel for how long now? We've had this one three years. Okay. Okay. Now, what is the history of uh, Dave Johnson's RVs? So when we retired back in 2016, my wife finally retired and We wanted to go see the kid in L.A., Mm -hmm. and we were looking for a way to get out there that was relatively cheap, trying not to wreck a budget, all that kind of stuff. And we bought a uh, eight-year-old, 23-foot camper for $7,000, and we already had a pickup truck. Figured we'd we'd go test drive this because we weren't sure we were going to be campers at all. Right. And this 9,000-mile trip all the way out to Seattle, down the West Coast, saw everything you can see in between uh, Rushmore and Vegas and... Seattle's Needle and all that kind of happy stuff. We fell in love with being on the road. We Mm -hmm. were on the road for five weeks 
and 9,000 miles, and it was just a wonderful life. But the thing you learn, if you're just going to go out and, and see the sights, a small camper's perfect. Right. Yeah. But if you're going to go out and try and live in it, for an extended period of time, a small camper gets pretty close pretty fast. Right. <laughs> it does. Right. So, now you're full-time, right? No, we're half-time. Okay. I would love to be full-time. I just can't convince her to sell the house yet. Ah. Right. But we leave every uh, November and we come back every April. Okay. And in the middle, we usually do several trips. Um, this year, our, our travel's been a little curtailed because we had a wedding out in L.A. So we flew out there for two weeks and had a ball that even that wedding wasn't it was fun though they had the wedding at the harry houdini estate in oh, hollywood hills wow which was a ton of fun but anyhow after the 23 footer we decided we needed something bigger and went looking found a 32 foot brand spanking new catalina what they call a, a tin and stick rv it doesn't have the fiberglass sides mm -hmm. we towed it across the country twice and it was actually scary to drive. Bumper pulls, because of how they hook up to the truck, take a lot of weight off the front end of the truck because they're sitting way back there like a big lever. And this big RV, 32 feet, was heavy. It wasn't huge, about 800 pounds on the hitch, but it still was a big sail. The right. wind would catch it and it would move it all over the place. We ended up spending $3,000 on a what they call a Hensley hitch or a ProPride hitch. Mm -hmm. And it helped keep the truck from swaying with the trailer, but it kept moving us all over the place. And it got a little scary. So we decided uh, to go looking for a bigger one. But we spent two years in that one, and it was great as far as living in it, but it was just not good to, to tow. Right. We found this one a year before we bought it, the fifth wheel. We made an offer on it, and the guy said, no, that wasn't enough. And I said, okay, thank you. We went. Saw that thing four different times at four different shows. He kept having it there, and I kept making him the same offer. He kept telling me I wasn't you, high enough. You're as bad as I am. <laughs> <laughs> so after the fourth offer, I said, you've never countered. How close are we? And he said, I need $2,000. I said, you know, if we did, for 2000 bucks, oh. we'd have had this deal oh, done a year ago. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And so we... we pulled the trigger on that, and we had to get a new truck, which is now the fifth truck in in a few years we had a one ton single wheel single rear wheel and it towed fine till i went across a cat scale mm -hmm. and i found out i was a thousand pounds overweight on the truck wow. and so that kind of forced our hand into going to a dually we didn't necessarily have to have a dually it towed great so you mean your the fifth wheel was a thousand pounds too heavy for the truck Exactly. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And with my dually, I've got about 1,500 pounds capacity. Ah. So one of the things people don't understand about towing is it's really not the towing capacity. It's the carrying capacity. Mm -hmm. And almost every truck will tow the earth if you can find some place to sit it. But the problem is how much weight you can actually put on the rear end of these trucks or total in the truck. And there's a little sticker on the driver's side pillar that tells you what your weight capacity is. And it gets exceeded very quickly. Like on your average car, it's probably about six, 700 pounds. On my current truck, it's 14,000 pounds. Wow. Mm. On my last truck, it was 9,000 pounds. Now that includes me, the dog, the wife, all the tools, everything that's in the truck. Um, so that's the thing to be real careful about when you're picking your truck. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So when we got the dually, that problem went away. The, the dually has its challenges, but it's, uh, 
it's a fun truck to drive. We call it the Batmobile. It stands for big ass truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And okay, what are the challenges? What does that mean? It's, it's turning radius is about three football fields. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I can no longer go into garage parking. Right. Because I just can't make the turns. Mm-hmm. It is long. And I think that's what drives a lot of the turning capacity. But that's the biggest problem. Like we went to the Getty last year when we were in LA. It's a big art museum. It, it's actually the... Uh, uh, headquarters for Star Trek. If you ever go watch the Star Trek movies, the Getty Museum is the backdrop for that. Oh, no kidding. Wow. And we went into the parking lot and I said, I'm not going to make these turns. And they go, yeah, we understand. Go park with the buses. Uh, so that worked out great. Oh, but it's uh, it's towing capacity and ability to tow the trailer is no problem at all. And the fifth wheel tows like a dream compared to the bumper pulls. I don't look in my mirror ever anymore. Uh, with the bumper pulls, I was constantly watching the mirror because I knew the trucks were going to move me around. This thing, I don't don't even look in the mirror. It just goes down the road, put it on cruise control. I drive about 62. I don't try and be in any hurry because I'm right. big and heavy. And uh, we just travel in comfort. It's oh, that's first great. class. How long is that fifth wheel of yours? The fifth wheel is 41 feet. Overall, with the truck, I'm 58 feet. Right. Wow. Yeah, you're just about four feet longer than we are with a Jeep behind us. Right. So let's talk about that fifth wheel. What is it that you love about fifth wheels? Well, the first is the travelability. The the towing compared to the bumper pull was the biggest reason that we needed to go up. Mm -hmm. But once you get there, and then you start looking at all the different floor plans, because we have had a ton of them to look at, and you get to, as you're traveling, the best part about RVers is they'll show you their rigs all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you can go explore. And my wife found what's called a mid-bunk. And we saw the first one on YouTube and thought, man, that looks good because it kind of has a second utility room. It's it's a bedroom. It's an office. It's whatever you want to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for us, we have the front bedroom with a walk-in closet in the nose. Then you have the bathroom with a full-size shower. It's huge. Uh, then you go down and you've got the mid-bunk. And the mid-bunk also has a loft. It's a hard loft over top. It's probably three feet tall. My wife can get up there. I can get up there. But watching me get down is a real uh, <laughs> video challenge right there. Um, but we store like our tent. Uh, we have a 10 by 10 foot collapsible tent like you see at all the art shows and stuff we keep one of those up there for when we're parked out in the winter and we keep a lot of stuff stowed up there we usually tow a whole big load of our kids stuff to la we're trying to clean out our basement and it gets all stored up there so oh, we've got tons of storage yeah up there. that makes sense okay because yeah i noticed a lot of the fifth wheels don't have it underneath but when you've got something like that Oh, there you go. Right. And it's nice because it's inside. It keeps it clean. But even our underbelly storage is big. Is it? Uh, mm-hmm. It passes through. It's probably about the size of one of your pass-throughs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you take care of all the space, both vertically and floor space, you've got a lot of room there. We fold up two 60-pound e-bikes and put them in 32-gallon totes, and they slide right in there and just as nice and tidy as can be. Well, nice and That's secure, great. too. Yeah. Yes. And I carry a fold-up ladder. I carry all kinds of tools, all kinds of spare parts, all kinds of cleaning materials. Compared to the two bumper pulls we have, that storage is massive. Plus, we have a storage area up in the nose of the trailer uh, right behind the tailgate where the batteries and stuff are. And Mm -hmm. we carry our rugs and 
stuff we don't care about that's dirty up there. Right. So it's got a ton of storage, especially compared to any bumper pool. Now, what brand is yours? Ours is a grand design. It's called a 377 MBS, which stands for Mid Bunk mm-hmm. Suite, I think. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many floor plans. And the, and the part that we like about fifth wheels versus others is there are so many varieties of ways to configure these things. A friend of mine just bought a 390RK, which stands for Rear Kitchen. It's got another slide. The fifth wheels are generally measured in square footage, not length. So when you see a 3.7 in a bumper pull, that means it's its length. In a fifth wheel, that means it's a square footage. So a friend of mine has a 3.90, which means he has five slides. We have four. And he's got a rear kitchen with slides popping out both sides. And he's got storage underneath that uh, that is equal to what we have under our underbelly in the rear of the thing underneath the kitchen. So he goes up steps going to the rear and up steps going to the front. He's got storage under both of those. Wow! So there are so many configurations of these floor plans. It's whatever makes you happy, you can buy. Well, you're talking us into one. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we looked at one last year that just came out from Grand Design. We went to the National Rally, and it was called a 391DL, which stood for dual living. And it had a bedroom in the front, just like ours, same bathroom. But in the rear, it had a full bath and a second bedroom and a loft over top of that bedroom. Wow. And then the living area in the middle was pretty much comparable to ours as far as you've got uh, recliners and they're powered and vibrate and all the happy stuff that uh, we've all gotten used to with these high high end RVs. It's got the big TV. It's got the big island. It's super comfortable no matter what you pick. The reason I don't like that rear living one, and again, this is everybody's preference. They make it for everybody, is the the bedroom's not convertible. It is a bedroom. It's got a bed in it. You can't change it. In our mid bunk, it's an office most of the time. If we have somebody come over, we flip the bed out. And we don't want them to get too comfortable because they might stay. Right. And <laughs> That would be and, nice to have an office, that's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very nice. If I want to go read or plan our trip home or do whatever we want to do, I've got a place to go hide. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, we live in our RV and, and it's nice. We, we really love it. But the more we spend in one place the more you feel like, yeah, I could use a lot more room. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've got a lot of friends who have fifth wheels and they have knocked us out. You know, you've got the kitchen with the island, you've got plenty you've got of the high ceiling. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, okay, if I'm gonna spend a month here or two here, then okay, I want my condo with me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> right. Exactly. I understand the attraction. I mean, I love the the fact that the kitchens have the island in it. I miss that. It's funny from that point of view. My wife, when we first started looking at bumper pulls, did not want an island. She thought it ate up too much space, too much open floor space. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she got this one, she absolutely loves it. In fact, she had me put an extension on it that folds down oh, wow. oh, nice. to get more okay. counter space. Uh-huh. So it's every everything's a compromise, and you go after whatever fits your wants and needs yeah and Mm -hmm. that's the the fun part of the fifth wheels is there are so many configurations i tried real hard to get her to go to a class a and from a budget point of view that would have meant we'd have had to buy one about 10 years old Mm -hmm. to get comparable pricing compared to what we paid for this in the truck but she just didn't like those chairs in the front turning around she thought it was lost living space Mm -hmm. and i it made sense to me if you turn them around it's still a chair 
but she didn't she did not like the front end of those things at all mm -hmm. now you will travel across the country and spend quite a bit of time in california won't you yep we usually spend anywhere from two to four weeks going from rochester new york out to la and we generally take the same route because when we leave we we head straight south, we go to New Orleans and hang a right on I-10. Mm -hmm. But we try to make the trip a big adventure. So like coming home this past year, we went to Carlsbad Caverns and right. then we went to, uh, we took an airboat ride on uh, in Louisiana on the swamps and we'd never done that. And then we went to St. Augustine in Florida. And on the way out, we went to Smoky Mountain National Park and Shenandoah National Park the airboat ride, the guy went down and he, he knew where all the alligators were and he actually smacked the water one, one swam over and he actually grabbed it by the lower lip and lifted it out of the water. Oh, it was man. the scariest thing oh I've ever seen gosh. in my life. I was going to say. <laughs> wow. But he seemed to know what he was doing. He still had his hand. We're not in Ohio anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, that's the part we love more than any of it is getting to see how big this country is and yeah. all the stuff you can see. We're going to go down to uh, SpaceX's Starbase in South Texas on the way out this year. Mm -hmm. And we're planning to do Death Valley on the way home. We, yeah. Some of the things we haven't done yet. It is so much fun to travel and and see all the sights. And, you know, one issue that we brought up was that, uh, you know, in case there's an emergency, you can bug out real quick in a Class A. But you say that you can do the same thing with that fifth wheel. And I think you already have because you had fires when you were staying at a place in California, right? Correct. We were, oh, it was our, our first year to snowbird out there. We were staying just north of LA in Santa Clarita. The way the fire started is a guy at a Walmart threw a cigarette out into an island, oh. just in the parking lot. Yeah. That caught fire, 70 mile an hour wind, picked it up, blew it over about two miles over big warehouses. And it caught the edge of I-5 on fire. And cousin of mine called and said, have you looked out the window? And we looked out the window and it was smoke and ash coming down on our truck. And we went up to the office and said, what should we do? And they said, we have no guidance. And we made up our own mind. We just threw the dog and uh, change of underwear and my wife's precious hairdryer and threw it in the truck and went to our son's house. But we left the RV. We weren't sure we were going to have one when we came back. As it turned out, they, everything was fine. Good. Yeah. But you can bug out a hundred different ways, right? If you're going to take your RV, you still have to disconnect. And I suspect you'd probably even hook up your toad. So we could have done that. But in this case, we decided better be safe. And mm -hmm. what's in that RV can always be replaced. Yeah. You know, one thing that you mentioned was the 70 mile an hour winds. And that's where you really get it out there in California. Those winds can really pick up and, and shake you all across that road, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Our, our 10 foot tent that we put up, we watch the winds every day because we've lost a tent every year. Wow. The 70 mile an hour winds will just take it and start beating it against the RV and Pretty soon you're grabbing anything that's heavy and throwing it on it and trying to get it down, but it's destroyed a couple tents for us. Yeah, I would imagine so. Well, wait a minute. I just have to say, so yesterday we get, we arrived at a campground and I made a mistake and put <laughs> I put us in the wrong campsite. Oh my I was God. one over. And so, you know, we set up, everything was going great. We are all set up and a little while later 
we get a knock at the door and it's the campground guy and he says you're in the wrong site you need to move over one and right outside on the on the road outside here was a pickup truck with a big fifth wheel wanting to get in this uh, the site we were in and yeah it's he like, wanted this site yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was like oh no <laughs> we had to hurry up and move well, first of all, I was hoping he would just say, oh, just stay there, I'll take yours, but he didn't. So we had to move. And um, I tell you, I think um, we were out of here in 10 minutes. It just Yeah, we were real fast. Well, you know, of course, we didn't have to hook up the car or anything, so we just uh, closed up the slides, and he unhooked out there and secured some things down. We didn't have to go too far to move. But, um, yeah, it was pretty quick. So I w- would imagine if you had a big fifth wheel, be a little bit longer the hookups are identical i mean we right. have the sewer line we have the water line we have the 50 amp electrical so but the, that's identical right of course but the truck hooking up the truck to the fifth wheel that's that's a little more tricky that's you got to do that every time to move it so we do mm-hmm. and so you don't have to do that with your toad but yeah. if you're going to go down the road we back in it goes click mm-hmm. and wow that's pretty much it it's pretty um, easy huh pretty easy push to do a button that. all the jacks come up Wow. Put the trucks away and do your walk around and all your safety checks, and then you're off to the races. Gosh. Well, that little incident with us being in the wrong spot is why we have a Class A and not a fifth wheel, because I wouldn't trust Patty with it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Did, did Patty move the Class A? Did Patty drive the Class A? No. Not this one. Not this one. I have in the past, but this one's a little bit bigger. It's a diesel, and I'm kind of like not quite sure i'm ready for that i we gotta, gotta yeah get, we gotta get her out to a parking i need lot. a big parking lot to just kind of start driving a around big parking yeah lot. <laughs> but it, usually when we're on the move we're going from place to place and he never wants to stop so it's like one of these days we just got to stop and just get let me uh you know get used to it so then we can get on the road and i can share the driving with him but i know i can do it because i've done it before yeah with the other ones which were smaller well but. we're going to be driving across north dakota here shortly and that is just like a straight line so mm-hmm. we'll uh we'll definitely get our feet wet with that yeah now does your wife drive the pickup truck pulling the trailer absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) for one main reason is she doesn't want to scratch it right so she says if if you scratch it first then maybe i'll drive it ah that makes sense (laughs) okay so you do all the driving so how far do you drive what's your um, what's your limit limit? on a day yeah my absolute limit is 400 miles but Mm -hmm. i try never to do that Mm -hmm. Uh, we're shooting between three and 350 most days Mm -hmm. Uh, that's about six hours of actual road time, and it's it's less than an eight-hour day total with stops and everything. I think it's maybe not as stressful driving a pickup truck pulling an, a fifth wheel as it is this, because I think the... I think the motorhome is kind of stressful, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and a lot of the, especially the older motorhomes that... You know, you need steering stabilizers for them because, man, mm-hmm. you are all over the road with that wheel. The new ones here are nice. They have what they call the comfort steer system, and you can literally drive them with one hand. But it's a full-time job driving a motorhome. I mean, you mm-hmm. are fully, you're at work full-time yeah. driving this thing. Yeah. So it's, it's... I would imagine, yeah, a pickup truck would be a lot easier and probably more comfortable. Once you get used to it, it's just like driving any car, right? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. Especially on the highway. It's looking out the mirrors is the same you don't have a rear view mirror because you got the big big trailer behind you Uh, but i have a rear view camera on the back of the rv so when i go by a truck i just wait till i can see the front end of his truck and in my camera and make a lane change 
it is more comfortable because it's like driving a pickup truck. Right. But it until you have to make a big turn in a city. Oh, right. and, yeah. And that's, that's an interesting point, too. Yeah. With us, we actually have the front wheels behind the front seats. Yes. So we have to pull out into that intersection a little bit longer, a little bit, uh, a little bit more, so that we can get that tow car and drag that across the curb. And I would imagine you have a similar problem. We have to make very wide tur- turns because we got to make sure that the rear wheels on the RV clear any curbs or anything like that. Right. I drove a Class A two years ago. A, a lady at, at the park that we stay in had to go away and she had an appointment to drop hers off for service. And I drove her RV over to the service and it was probably three miles. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the most terrifying three miles I've ever done. <laughs> uh, because just like you said, I, I wasn't used to it. The wheels were behind me. Yeah, I've driven all kinds of things and towed all kinds of things. But that thing felt so wide because mm-hmm. uh, you're no- normally you're sitting in a car that's yeah. fairly narrow, right? And trying to judge distance for me because I had never done it was really hard. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, different. I was really happy when I got it back and parked right where it belonged and said, "Okay, I'll I'll take my pickup truck." Right. Interesting. Well, I always <laughs> slow way down when we come to those toll booths too because those things are not very wide. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that real close. A friend of mine scraped his, and oh. he did a nice job of cleaning it up with a piece of molding, but it he scraped it a long one. Oh, that's oh. too bad. Well, Dave, always a pleasure to talk with you. Oh, that was so interesting. Yeah, was that fun. was fun. <laughs> one of these days, we'll have to meet up in California. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'd love that. Yeah. Uh, we'll be out there all winter. If you're out there seeing your daughter, please give me a call. We'll meet you up there at uh, what was the little town you went to this past year? Uh, it's kind of between Palm Springs and Hemet. It's up on the top of the mountain. You Idlewild. Guys, I, Idlewild. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That would be a good Idlewild. place to meet. Yeah, that would be Idlewild. fun to meet up there and have some lunch. That'd be great. Cool little town, as long as they don't get as much snow as they did last year. Yeah, right. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you well, have a great rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again for having me. Dave Johnson with some great points about fifth wheels. Well, that's it for this show. Wait a minute. I'm not done yet. <laughs> that was really interesting. It was. I think we should go look at fifth wheels. Oh, no. How would you feel about driving a dually? We can easily sell this, get plenty of money for it, turn around, buy a dually and a fifth wheel? Oh, man. Are you serious? I'm serious. No, you're not. We should go look at fifth wheels. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, Please subscribe and tell your friends.